This, this, this is you. KUT. KUT, Austin. Stop. This is KUT. I'm Jennifer Staten. We are a ways into the new year, and I kind of hate to ask, but how are those New Year's resolutions going? If they've fallen by the wayside, don't worry, you are in good company. The statistics vary, but about 38% of people drop their New Year's resolutions after about a month, and halfway through the year, about 54% of people have ditched them. Janice and Rock Rockman are Central Texas Life and Relationship Coaches, certified by an International Coaching Federation accredited program. They think people should ditch those resolutions immediately. The Rockmans believe there are more effective ways to make positive changes in our lives that aren't motivated by just the flip of a calendar page. Most New Year's resolutions don't last. They don't stick, right? Only 62% of people keep their New Year's resolutions for at least one month. And even worse, only 46% last longer than half a year. And then it gets harder with age, right? The older you get, the less likely you are to succeed. So uh, there was a poll of folks that were 50 or more, and only 14% stuck to their New Year's resolutions after 30 days. Why is it so hard for us to stick with our New Year's resolutions? You know, we go in, it's a new year, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to be nicer, I'm going to (laughs) whatever. Why is it so hard for us to stick with those goals that we set at the beginning of the year? Well, we get motivated, right? And, And there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. So we get really motivated. It's a new year. There's all the hype that's around that and It's just a thing in our culture. Now it's time to set a New Year's resolution and people get excited. But excitement only lasts for so long. After the excitement fades away, now you have to do the real work. And what does that look like? When folks get into what the real work looks like, it's easy for it to fall off. It's easy for us to fall back into our old habits. Yeah, like kind of moving from motivation to transformation, because you really want something that has long lasting effects. And I think that, I mean, similar to like being in middle school or high school, you want to be like the cool kids. You hear everybody talking about resolutions. So you just kind of come up with something. But more people that I've talked to more often than not, when I even bring up that term, I kind of get like this like the scoff, like, ugh, it almost gets like an adverse reaction because I do think on some level also that one of the reasons that the resolutions fail at such a higher rate is it's, it's because we're creating this idealized image of ourselves that's not realistic. It's not realistic and attainable. Mm-hmm. And so um, what happens though, a lot of times is that people end up becoming more discouraged or more disappointed because they set these things out and they're like, gosh, I just failed at this. And so and that's why sometimes you almost hear the joke around the table. It's like, what are you going to, what's your resolution for this year to try and go back and fulfill all the resolutions for the last decade. (laughs) So we have this pile up of ideas (laughs) and dreams that have not materialized. Yeah. I heard someone say exactly what Janice said. What's your new year's resolution to go back and do all the (laughs) new year's resolutions from the past 10 years that I didn't do. (laughs) Yeah. Why do we plan out and plot new year's resolutions that are, are out of reach or that aren't realistic? I mean, we obviously have good intentions and we do have some motivation at the beginning of the year, but why are we setting ourselves up for things that probably if we honestly looked at ourselves, we would say, I'm not going to be able to sustain this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think part of it is the dream big factor, right? It's, you know, 
I think we we've had a conversation before where we've talked about, you know, looking into your past. What would you do differently? Right. So going into the future, it's a new year. And, you, and, you know, you hear so many people say this is going to be the best year of my life. But when you think about it, when the new year came, it went from Monday to Tuesday. Right. Not much changed. Right. OK, it went from 2018 to 2019. But at the end of the day, what's so much different in your life from Monday to Tuesday? Right. But we get so excited about the big picture of of it being a new year and a new opportunity and a new chance to get it right. Right. So it's a new beginning. And we get so excited and we set these big lofty goals. And I think that's part of the reason why we fail, because the excitement we go too big instead of making just little minor changes. It's a, it's a little bit of self-sabotage, I think, on some level, like setting us, setting ourselves up for things that are going to get in the way of our own success. And we kind of have like almost like these three selves we have to reconcile, which is like our ideal self, which is the person that wakes up on time and we stretch and we meditate and, you know, we go give to like someone in need. You know, it's this idealized version of ourself, but it's not necessarily realistic and attainable. It's a perfect, the perfection paralysis that we get into. And then we have this, this real self, which is who we really are, which is like oversleeping and not necessarily being that charitable, not necessarily being that man at all times and and all that and then we have like sort of the actual self which is if we were to kind of combine a little bit of that yearning of that ideal person and merge that with who we really are we could self-actualize so i do think that there's some room for setting intentions we're saying we we want you to consider to ditch your your new year's resolutions Mm -hmm. but one of the things that we talk about a lot though is instead of just making something this big event and this big declaration see if you can set intentions for yourselves on a regular basis so what's the difference between setting an intention like that and setting a new year's resolution Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways, I kind of feel like the idea of intentionality, it calls into our consciousness a level of self-awareness. We become more aware of something that we want to attain or to manifest in our lives, you know? And when I do work with folks in coaching on goal setting, we, we usually look a little bit more at like a three to five year trajectory. And we try and keep them really, really simple. So like sort of like the smart goals, like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and then with a timetable. And I, I have seen more people um, fulfill their three to five year plan than to say, well, I'm going to do this in the next six months or 12 months, because we don't usually factor in all the things that might get in the way and slow the process down. Yeah. Like life. Like yeah, life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and what people forget is that goals are made to be adjusted, right? We set this goal, but then we have to tweak it based on, is it working out for us right now? What is my lifestyle looking like? Maybe I went too big on that goal. And what the what that New Year's resolution does, it gets you like Janice said, it gets you thinking about, okay, it's time for me to start thinking about some goals, changing some things, doing things differently. And studies have shown and proven that individuals that set regular goals typically are more successful or are able to accomplish more than folks that don't. Right. So it's a great mentality to say, okay, I want to set a new goal. I want to set a new year's resolution. But what we forget, and and so many people fall off really about January 14th is usually the fall off time for folks when (laughs) it's done. That is such a short time (laughs) span. It's a short time span, right? (laughs) What people forget is you have to adjust those goals. And the reason why we're saying ditch your new year's resolution, let's make goal setting 
a regular part of your lifestyle. Yeah, like this could happen in June. Right. This can happen in June. This can happen quarterly. This can happen monthly. Like Janice and I, we like to set three to five year goals, long-term goals, short-term goals. Don't just think about it just for the new year. Let's think about setting goals throughout your life. Aren't we such a short-term gratification society, though, that... You know, my New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in three months. <laughs> right. I mean, it seems like we always want that instant um, success. Mm-hmm. We want it fast and we want something very, um, you know, easily. Um, we want something quickly and we want something that's really obvious to everybody. Right. So we can mm-hmm. sort of show our success. We mm-hmm. want it fast and we want it kind of big. Yeah. Which also brings into uh, to our topic, I think, also this idea where you talk about people seeing our results, but this idea of accountability. I do think it's kind of a cool idea to be around like-minded people. Maybe it's just one or two, or even if you have a group, a circle of support of accountability, which is why a lot of times people will get a coach or a trainer or an advisor, an investment advisor or something like that, so that you can have someone else to kind of call you to the carpet on, okay, well, if you your intention was to do this, but you're going in the exact opposite direction, <laughs> you know? So um, I do think that the accountability part of it can be helpful. And sometimes we're scared to share what some of the things that we want to do because we're afraid that if once we put it out, there what will happen but i think that's part of the power of of accountability right and and we also have to realize the changes that we want to make has to become a lifestyle we have so many like the keto diet and this diet and that fat and that fat and all these different things to change our lifestyles but if it does not become part of your lifestyle it's not really going to become a change you can look at someone and tell what their habits are. Like you can look at a person and tell, okay, they probably go to the gym every day. And you can look at another person and tell that they probably don't go to the gym. (laughs) Right. And it's just about those habits and then creating it as a part of your lifestyle, just as a regular thing. And I think part of what Rock and I's life's work is, I think on some level is just getting people to challenge the status quo and not just to go along with things, just to sort of, droids like up oh, it's time to go shopping for everybody right. and blow the budget okay yeah. now what and it's like this now list time of for pressure. the new year now resolution. It's time for the resolution you know really just to kind of wake up a little bit and think on your own and um not do it out of a place of pressure you mm-hmm. know because if what's sourcing it is this high intense pressure and this fear of of not accomplishing something or the sphere of not fitting in, then you you don't want to be miserable on the way to your your path to success. Yeah, and one of the things you want to remember is that small keys open up large doors. Yeah. A tiny key can open up a door to a ten thousand square foot mansion, right? And what I mean by that is, we set so many lofty goals, but sometimes just a small tweak, just one tiny little change, can make a huge difference in your lifestyle. Just like a pilot, when the pilot is flying and they're keeping that that plane on course to where it needs to go, they make very small adjustments. Even when you're driving your car down the highway, you make very small adjustments. You don't make huge, wide turns. You make very small adjustments to keep yourself on track. doesn't have to be this big thing. Just make those little small adjustments and you'll get to where you need to be. I'm wondering if there's something about resolutions and goals where we sort of psych ourselves out. In other words, we make such a big deal out of it and it just becomes a big thing. That we, and that is one of the things that gets in our way of achieving it is it just becomes a big deal. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to take some of these intentions and not make such a big deal <laughs> out of them, but still 
integrate them into our lives. Yeah, I think kind of like what Rock was saying, like the idea of just small incremental changes as we go, and then kind of stopping to smell the roses in the meat in the process too. like being in the moment, like, if you're listening, and you decide that I'm still going to set I have already done a resolution or continue. Nobody's gonna stop me. No one will stop me. That's actually okay. But in the process, try and be in the moment too of what you have accomplished in your life already. And then maybe an incremental change of what you want to do. Because sometimes as you were saying, Jennifer, it becomes such a big deal that we almost feel like that does the work. Like, okay, now that I put this out there, I've done my work. I have this big old list. Like, I'm, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of hype around it. So kind of just bring ourselves back down to ground and just to do the day-to-day smaller changes, I think, can mean a lot. And the thing about it, too, is if we make it so big, then it can almost feel a little scary and insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And so now we've set such a big task up for ourselves, we don't even want to begin to actually tackle it. Absolutely. How did the whole New Year's resolution idea get to be such a big deal and get to be really, I mean, a cultural norm. Mm-hmm. People talk about it. Did you set resolutions? Mm-hmm. How's it going? Like, it, <laughs> how did it get to be sort of a part of our, our culture? What are those origins? Yeah. Well, so 4,000 years ago, the Babylonians were the first to start this thing called New Year's resolution and kind of a celebration to the gods of the new year. That was 4,000 years ago, right? (laughs) And over time, it just became a part of our culture. Year after year, they kept up this tradition. And then over time, things, it it just kind of stayed with, you know, modern society over Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it's almost like an offering. Like, this is what I resolved to do for this year. Like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and we certainly have, you know... um, Kept it going without even questioning it. I without think. even questioning it, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and now, you know, like Janice said, now we are in this place where we feel like we have to do it. Like most people feel like they have to, you know, you, you, you go back to work, you go back to the office after your vacations. You know, what's your New Year's resolution? You know, and I want to give everybody uh, that's listening right now uh, and, you know, a checkout card. You don't have to have a New Year's resolution. If you don't want one. Well, this is kind of reminding me of our discussion last month about spending and gifts for the holidays that you don't have to do the expected norm of kind of what everybody does. Mm -hmm. But how do we give ourselves permission to not do that anymore? Mm Because it seems like part of it is we need to let ourselves off the hook. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And just be authentic to yourself. Think Mm -hmm. about what is authentic to you. Does it feel right to you Mm -hmm. to set a New Year's resolution? And if not, don't do it, right? And sometimes that's easier said than done. But live life based on your terms, how you choose to live it, right? Within your own standards. You you can find freedom from being a a chronic people pleaser. (laughs) Yes. Because doing that is just something that it never is enough. There's, you know, and the thing about it is if we try and please everyone that's around us, we usually end up letting our own selves down because, and and that's how we, burnout happens. A lot of times we begin to feel burnt out in our work or in parenting or in friendships, um, whatever it may be, because we're not being authentic. We're having to put on so much energy and almost like play a stage character. (laughs) So I do think that it's okay to live life, as Rock was saying, like defined by your terms and not to be um, in the business of constantly pleasing other people. Right. And, and no one ever became great by doing things just like everyone else did it. 
And, and one of the cool things about being an individual and thinking individually and living authentically is that on some level, somehow, we let this little light in us shine and it kind of gives other people the permission to do the same thing. It's like, oh, finally, somebody said it. Maybe I could do this too. Because New Year's resolutions are so much sort of a cultural norm and a part of our lives, how do you handle intentions and resolutions and goals with young people? When is it an appropriate time to start thinking about that with young people? Because you obviously want to avoid pressure and, yeah. you know, introducing the pressure part of it too early. But when is it appropriate to at least help young people start thinking about mm-hmm. a little bit of forward planning? Yeah. We've done some talks at uh high schools and colleges and I, I I think that as early as you know like as early as they four can comprehend five, yeah. what we did with um ours and what we do with some other children when we're working with children was we'll get out like magazines and they'll cut out pictures of things like you know reading or giving or playing or things like that and I, it does seem to help boost a little confidence because there's something kind of powerful about them putting something down on a piece of paper looking at it and then like oh I, that happened like I did that like, okay, I can do that again. Where yeah. else can I create, co-creating your life, your experience? Right, because I think it goes back to, once again, you know, Harvard did a huge study about folks that set goals and folks that don't set goals, and they followed their life uh, for, you know, so many years, and they found that the folks that regularly set goals were just more successful. So I think this is a great conversation. And look, we're, we're not here saying just get a, get rid of all resolutions, right? <laughs> if you have those resolutions out there, definitely do it. And if you're talking to your children about it, Definitely go down that path if that's authentic for you. Um, But for children, I think it's fantastic because it teaches them, you know, you can set your intentions on something and then you can eventually achieve that goal. And I think that's a great confidence booster uh, and, and sets them on a path where they can begin to say, "Okay, here's something that I want. How am I going to get there? you know, I'm going to set my goal to achieve it and actually achieve that goal. I think it's a fantastic. And gently reminding them that they can be modified. All of it's (laughs) meant for modification. Think of your life as a canvas. It's like art. You just get to continue creating. Absolutely. So did you all set any (laughs) goals or intentions or have any thoughts for what you want to achieve in the coming open-ended period of time? I actually did not. <laughs> I said that I was going to, I, for the first time, because I was working with some clients. So I think it was earlier this week, I had printed out like a three to five year. Because I looked at my old three to five year and all the stuff on it has pretty much done. So I was like, hmm, maybe in February I'll start. <laughs> I'll start dreamscaping again. And I did not. I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't set any resolutions. No. I mean, you know, we have some goals that we want to hit for the year. And like Janice said, three to five year. But. No New Year's resolutions for Gosh, us. Gosh, I mean, if I can just be the, show up as the most loving, authentic version of myself every day, I feel like I've accomplished so much just Absolutely. in that. Janice and Rock Rockman are Central Texas Life and Relationship Coaches certified by an International Coaching Federation accredited program. And we thank you so much for your time and your discussion today. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Happy New Year.